Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. All right, guys. This is a continuing, as we were discussing, spooky month. That's why you've got Spider Bob with you this evening, hanging around. And uh, since, since you know, we're on some fringy type topics for the whole month and everybody uh, has different feelings about one thing out there that i think no one on this planet can agree on plane whatever it is whatever you want to call it because that's what the conversation's about tonight ladies and gentlemen we're going to talk about different theories on the shapes of the earth and i've got a good mixture of people along for this one because uh I can't. I, I can say I really think that everybody in this room kind of has some deferring thoughts and ideas on it, and that'll that's going to make for some good conversation. And I promise, it's not going to end up like that episode did with that moral Bob fellow who uh, was slinging mud all night. Because we're going to be adults this evening and not cuss at each other and call each other names and stuff like that. You know, we can have some good fun ribbing, but let's let, let's keep it a little nicer this evening guys and i figure this crew will do a good job doing it because tonight with me i've got bandit Luis, and caitlin over here in the co-host corner and it long time face that you guys haven't seen her in a while mr unchained brain he's been uh have, doing his thing during the summer man and he told me when we got close to october it'd be good to have him back on and when i said hey flat earth combo he was like right on so he actually had me reach out to this other fellow that's joining us with joining us tonight Mr. Caleb, who's a big flat earth guy over there on TikTok. I'm sure you've seen his face floating around. I know I have. You can't miss that bright, that bright blonde hair and the blue eyes and that just big cheesy smile you got going on, man. I dig it. I love Thank it. You. And I think, you know, just being friendly about everything is a good way to get into, you know, get, get a good message across. So, of course, you guys know before I get too far into all this. You guys know where you can find everything that deals with this here show and everything around it at unconstitutionalawakening.com, where we've been doing some updates to the site, you guys. Like, there's some good stuff going on over there. We got sections for our blog and our podcast, and so much more coming on there. Like, Bandit's doing his urban garden thing right now, man. 
We, uh, you can even learn a little bit about the hosts in the host section, and you can find the links to get back to watch us over there on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, and even now some episodes are coming up on YouTube, so you guys can get a link to that as well. And, of course, we thank you guys for watching and checking us out, man. We finally passed that 10,000 marker ac- across the board on uh, on watches between all the pages put together, so that's fantastic. And then on listenings, we're right in the same area, man, so we appreciate all you guys listening on every platform that we're on, which is every platform that you can listen to podcasts, including the website. So you guys make sure you check that out while you're hanging out. You can check out our merch store as well as our sponsors, man. You guys should give them some love. I don't, I'm not going to dive into the whole big thing with them because you guys know where to find them. You guys know who they are. So check them out and show us some love and support, man. We would greatly appreciate it. So now i got to hop around. Luis, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. And I also got the Peachy Key Creations. So, wow. Amazing nice nice it's all right <clears throat> and uh and banda how you got it going on this evening i am doing excellent man excellent good, good. caitlin how are you doing i'm glad you could join us tonight me too me too i'm good i'm good how are y'all great great unchained how are you doing tonight sir how have you been awesome awesome it's great to see you guys i hope you had a good summer and congrats on all the success of the show and it's nice to see Luis and bandit again and to meet caitlin for the first time and welcome my buddy caleb who's a legend on tiktok so this is going to be a great episode nice nice i think that's fantastic (laughs) caleb how are you doing down there tonight bud dude i'm doing good i'm ready to have a a civil conversation about the shape of the earth i'm ready to go well you know since you're since you're a (laughs) newcomer here to the show what what brought you to flat earth i heard in our conversation prior to recording you uh making mention that you've been an atheist your whole life and i will say it's something that i've uh i've noticed about most flat earthers is they're they're really into god so i figure that has to be a big change there for you yeah, that was the whole entire change was me finding that like the idea of a creator and, and me believing in it was me finding flat earth and that there is a firmament over our head and that we're in like this planetarium type dome type structure in my mind. So right as I realized that there is a firmament, I realized that there's obviously intelligent design. So yeah, I found it through actually um, David Wise on YouTube. I saw his YouTube videos. And I was kind of like taken back. I didn't realize that there were actually flat earthers. So I took that to heart and immediately started looking at his content and then started looking at the um, the the opposite side, anti-flat earth content. And um, after studying David Wise, Eric Dubay, and um, other people like Crow, Triple um, Seven Radio, and hearing the things that they had to say on space, space travel, and things like that, I've come to the conclusion that we are on a level plane i think you 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 hit a lot of interesting uh interesting points there that i'm that i'm actually excited to kind of divulge into because you know as um i believe a bunch of wacky things like if it's one thing that i'm known for is being kind of out there if you couldn't tell sitting here with me in costume this evening like that's just i'm i'm kind of a character myself and i've I like to tell people that I've always kind of enjoyed talking to talking to the flat earthers myself because there's a few things in there that you guys definitely get that I relate to very, very high level, which is number one, the government lies all the time. <laughs> I mean, just 
Amen. across the board. You can't. I, I I can probably show you any government group that has lied at least once in history, and that is enough to me to make me say, well, they're full of shit, because that should be a group of people that are held to the utmost highest standards of anybody, you know, anybody that exists. If you, if you want a job, you know, kind of being in charge or being in control of people, I guess, because that's basically what it is. I think you should be held to higher standards than, you know, you or me or Caitlin down there, you know, like that you, you're, you're supposed to be a leader. You were elected to be an official. And, and, you know, there's, there's a certain thing to that, but I do want to clarify that from my perspective, and, you know, I think for a lot of people out there that I'm trying to show this to is that I want everybody to remember that a perception is a way of looking at and dealing with living life. And there are many great sayings on perception, including the famous sayings about how perceiving and believing something can be a certain way. That it makes it your reality. Many do believe that your thoughts and your perceptions create your reality and your truth. And many people get angry when you tell them what you really feel about, you know, what you perceive. So I want everybody to keep an open mind tonight and, you know, have a really good conversation because I don't believe in denying anybody their truth because your truth and my truth and unchanged truth bandits truth are truly all different truths so let's all just keep that in mind and i think have a really good conversation about the shape of the earth so caleb i want to turn back over to you and i i'm curious like what like i don't know what convinced me what was the first thing that made you go huh that you maybe tested for yourself or something <clears throat> like that that you you had to jump into to make that decision um well when people when a lot of people point out water always being level obviously the ocean quadrillions of gallons of water um when when you we see these images which they're uh, they are images they're not photographs anything coming from nasa when we see these images we're seeing a perfectly round rotund ball convexing we're seeing all of the oceans convexing to um the the shape of the earth can creating a ball which is completely against the physics of water water doesn't curve to the container that it's in it it always lays level when it's at rest um when you when you don't have a container like we like as you guys probably know we don't think antarctica is a continent we think that the antarctica is actually an ice wall that encompasses the level plane that we live on which would make sense because that would be the container of all of the water um, that water itself, I, I just, when I think about that, just critically, when I like zoom out in my own head and I think, man, are the, are the oceans curving eight inches per mile squared to create a perfect oblate spheroid that's spinning a thousand miles an hour, that's orbiting the sun at 66,616 miles an hour, that's chasing the sun at over 500,000 miles an hour. Um, I just, I just don't see it when I, I, you go outside and you close your eyes. And if you ask yourself, am I moving? Or if, if, and then if you sit and you go clear your head, come back, sit down again and, and meditate, close your eyes and ask yourself, am I stationary? I think a lot of the viewers here and, um, anybody that actually tries, it would resonate more with, we're not really, it doesn't, we, we're not moving as far as perception. We're not moving. The sun's moving. We are not. The moon moves. We don't. As far as what we feel and what we see in our environment. Okay. No. What do? 
just thought of something when you were talking about the water, and I want to know what you think about this. Um, because I don't think that I've ever heard anybody say this, and maybe it's because I'm just dumb and don't understand biology or um, whatever. But don't all the oceans have like specific things that are native to that ocean alone, like species of fish and um, like plant life? And yes. as far as what's in it, I mean, aren't there? I mean, and if that if that's so. And we are on a ball. Um, what is separating these oceans from each other if it's all supposed to be together? Um, the way you have to look at the Earth, you also have to realize that there's a lot of death. Like, so you see what we perceive as right. everything around us and to a level. of this. But below the oceans, it's very, very deep. And in right. some cases, and there's a lot of stuff down there. Than the <laughs> tallest mountain on earth to like six, six seven times. I lived right by uh, the Puerto Rico trench. So I watched it every single day. I could literally see the division between when the trench starts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually really interesting to see. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of research vessels pass by because it's one of the deepest holes in the, in like the world. So the reason we have different biologies around the world is because the, 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 the tectonic plates, the, the movement of those tectonic plates are part of how energy flows. And then that energy flow differentiation creates different ecosystems and they actually move around the world. That makes ecosystems sense. sprout out out of nowhere because of heat. So that heat creates environments for life to exist because usually there's no life if there's not enough energy <laughs> like vibration. But you can see like throughout the world and that there's little spikes happening every so often. The only real issue we really have right now, the true scale of problem is the ocean acidification, uh, the plastics, which has been caused by so much lies and so much bullshit that has existed. Right. Thankfully, we are building solutions to, re- to solve these cases. But the bigger issue that we don't talk about is that we're overfishing to such an extent that we're destroying the biodiversity of the earth. And 40 miles out in almost any country in the world, there's nothing. Like 100 years ago, you would go into the water anywhere and you would find fish. And there's no longer nothing. Almost nothing. Yeah. It's like comparatively, comparatively to how it was just a century ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you see sharks every so often. But the thing is about sharks is like you have a higher chance of just falling down the stairs <laughs> several times than you right. do getting even like approached by a shark. So that's, that's one point it's, but there's a lot of other elements to why there's so much diversity in the oceans that we don't know about. We know more about above than we do. About <laughs> below. Yeah. That's we true. don't know anything about the ocean and the ocean in itself. It's a beautiful mystery. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unchained. What was it that, Set, started you into the the realm of looking at the earth as a as a flat stationary plane well i'm glad that you're hanging upside down tonight spider-man because i feel the the old me would feel like you're in australia currently and this was the final step for me because somebody with a college degree owns multiple homes successful financially, solid family, believes that I'm an an intelligent man, would never, ever touch the idea of quote unquote flat earth 
because it sounds like such a ridiculous concept. You, you hear that and you say, you know, you're not playing with a full deck. You're too taco short of a combination plate because how you'll fall off the edge. All the water would fall off the edge. What's, what's holding us there? And when I started researching spherical trigonometry and found out about troposcatter technology and later laser sighting technology of the Navy, they have lasers that can, can target something a hundred miles away and lasers only operate at a straight line. 100% of the time it is unequivocal. So if you have something a hundred miles away, and you look at spherical trigonometry, which is the study of the mathematics of a sphere, the earth supposedly would be curving eight inches per mile squared. So at 100 miles, if I'm on a destroyer and I'm using laser sighting technology and I'm targeting something 100 miles away, there should be 6,600 feet of curvature. And atmospheric refraction is the explanation that scientists will give you to say that you're seeing an image of something that has curved below the horizon, but in actuality, lasers don't curve. And so if you shot your cannon at 100 miles away and you hit the target, rail you're not guns. hitting a mirror image, exactly a rail gun. You're not hitting a mirror image of the target that is generated through the refractory properties of light called atmospheric refraction. You're actually hitting a physical object. And when Caleb put out a video, got a million or something views overnight, it went mm -hmm. super viral. And this, um, this uh, heliocentric, TikToker with 1.5 million subscribers tried to refute Caleb's video because what he's saying is that when you see a ship disappear over the horizon, it is because of curvature. And that is not accounting for something called linear perspective. Linear, pers linear perspective is when something disappears over the horizon because it is beyond our field of vision. So for me, spherical trigonometry pulled me in to this and I've never gone back. And ultimately for me, water always finds its level when you go to the big bang and you think about this. So there's a vacuum in space yet. There was an explosion that happened from nothing when two nothings collided and exploded, which created combustion, which created the magnificence of life. And another thing too, is how do you have a pressurized environment of earth, which I believe has a solid object separating us from what we believe is space. And then you have a vacuum of space. And if you look at high school level physics, you can't have a vacuum without an object separating the two environments. So those topics, what I just talked about is really what got me hook, line and sinker into this journey. And it, it completely changed my perspective about reality. So with the atmosphere, it's, um, it's progressive. So the best way to describe it is you have certain layers that you do need to pass by, and, but they're not static. And it's a progressive scale of pressure that builds up. So eventually that pressure is low enough that you, don't, you can just go right through it. But there is cohesiveness to the pressure. That's why when they spoke about the ozone layer and this break, breaking of the ozone layer, that's what cohesion that existed that broke, that 
that's what the ozone, the whole the ozone layer was, and the ozone protects against certain types of UV light, and that's what the the entire world came together. And one of the rare times to stop a certain chemicals uh, to be ex- used for industrial purposes, for air conditionings, for absolutely everything, especially like hairspray, like all these things that I forgot the specific chemical CFCs, but like that's what it was done. So we do, but it's not like a solid, like it's not like this. It's, it's a, there is a surface that, but it's, it's like surface tension of water. Okay. So like, or Newtonian fluids, ever seen Newtonian fluids? So Newtonian fluids, uh, you can like push puncture your finger into it. Easily. The moment you slam something against it, it'll just bounce right off. That's, that's a perfect example of the atmosphere. That's 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 a better interpretation of how you would experience the atmosphere. So, how do you have pressure without a container, though? You're just saying but that there is a con- but there is but there is a container. There's the no con- container. The container in the heliocentric is, model. There is a container. That the thing is, the container is something that's so large in scale that you cannot practice the same level of physics at this scale. You have yeah, to yeah. create the models a, like you, that. You, you have to create models in a way that actually can take approximation of the, the, the current existence. So, for example, how, how does the water stay on the Earth is in relation to scale, in relation to velocity. And if you, and, but the separate problem is the mass. So, the mass is what attracts the objects into itself. And gravity cannot currently be replicated at any scale that's large enough for it to be tested in a small like scale. We don't have the technology yet to produce gravity. Well, look at the ocean and a hummingbird though. I mean, the gravity can hold trillions of gallons of water to a spinning ball, but it can't hold down a hummingbird. And when I hover up in a helicopter and the earth is supposedly moving 1100 miles an hour below me, how am I not seeing ground pass below Well, because you have to think of water as a lot of many things combined you have to think of water as an incalculable number so imagine like when you see grains of sand and grains of sand are like cover the ocean now you have to think of something much smaller all coming together because water is not one thing a hummingbird is one thing fighting against the energy the energy that is the gravity that holds it down while the earth itself the liquid it is an amalgamation of an of, of an insane amount of that's really cannot be comprehended by a human mind because it's such a large scale number. Maybe Caleb, maybe we should start with, you know, maybe I put the carriage in front of the horse in the very beginning. I said, when you look at troposcatter technology and laser sighting technology and spherical trigonometry that oh, there based was an on explanation the- also on, on that I was looking up, basically they're, they're counting on, they are measuring certain distances and the, the rail gun doesn't fire like this. The rail gun fires with a curve. But lasers don't curve. And, no, and neither does water. You're saying that the rail gun is perfectly curving over a over no, 6,666 cal- feet so, to hit the perfect so, target. That's that's what advanced engineering does. Um, bandits done launches oh. and run, shot things at very long distances. Uh, untrained. untrained. Could you spell trophospot? Look, scatter. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'll type it in, in there. Because the uh, sure. Because I, I let me just. I'll find have... you a link while Caleb <clears throat> jumps in. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, I, I just don't think that that's possible. I don't know. In my head, I don't, it, that doesn't, for a laser, for also a laser to bend and also a rail gun to hit at the exact approximation that we would think on a level earth. I don't think that the laser is perfectly curving over the curvature of the earth to hit, to hit the boat. And I don't think that rail guns are well, shooting over a curve at all. In so, my opinion. I mean, bandit you is have, you, have, on this. you have what is called rate of draw as it's fired. Okay. Over, you know, miles. I mean, we're talking artillery fire, uh, naval gun fire, uh, rail gun, um, you can't really count mortar fire because it's high angle fire, but artillery is, um, you will plot a target. If you don't have direct line of sight, you will plot a target on a military grade map. Okay. You will use GPS. Um, you will use, um, height of elevation and that artillery is plotted, you know, and they have to take into account left-right adjustments um, over, you know, over and short adjustments to get that round to land on target. Nothing is going str absolutely straight at the target. Not even an, not even an M1 um, with all its advanced um, sights, lasers, stuff like that is going to shoot straight at a target. There, it's not happening. There's always there's always rate of drop taken into account. Always. Why do they don't what factor that lasers? in when they build bridges and, and canals? Because the, the, there is a certain level of distance that needs to exist in order to, for the accounting of distance to be measurably significant in relationship to the scale, right? So it, it has to be extremely large. It's like the longest one in China. If you and look at do, that, the and, they, and they do take China. account the differences I was mentioning before. Uh, a great example of ancient uh, interpretations and ad adaptations is um, in. I visited it, it. Oh God, the monument in Greece, the great monument everybody visits. Uh, the wow, Parthenon. The Parthenon. So there's that building originally. The way they aligned. Thank you. The way they aligned everything. There is actual curves to the building, but from afar, it looks straight. But they added curve because they knew that at a certain distance, you would think you would you would see the curve if they didn't add curve. That, so oh. there is there is the curve in design. Ben, in could you, could you explain this trophospotic? Uh, could you explain that that for me? So the way that the the scientific explanation is that somehow they're bouncing signals off of the the, the 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 troposphere, but but if we're spinning at the rate we're supposedly spinning, none of this makes any sense. And I think the easiest way to well, we're spinning, but the the static, the state of the atmosphere is static. Oh, so hang on, hang on, we're the spinning. State of the atmosphere. How you, we're is, spinning. Oh, okay. How can you give so, me one? Time. Have so one. So have we're you looked at? Okay, so we're spinning. Let's say this is the the top. This is the bottom. So we're spinning on a on a on a tilt. Now, the atmosphere being the whatever object, like did di like whatever signal you're bouncing to create that calculation, like that's static with the rotation. 
the the, wow. the 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 earth doesn't rotate and the atmosphere stays still the atmosphere moves and rotates with us because of gravity and the clouds and are separate any, any, no that's any, i mean that's any, how we do modern measurements and that's how radio communication operates it operates on these dynamics but, the reason we can communicate with each other yes it's connected to landlines but one of us might be using something like starlink and the moment we're using something like that we are taking into account the rotation of the earth and we're taking into account the multiple different elements of calculations in relation to this unchained i would like you to finish what you were saying the mickelson morley experiment proved that we're not spinning and special relativity was created to refute mickelson morley and that's basically an illuminati royal society of london intervention just like the bedford level experiment if you look at the bedford level experiment and you really approach it with an open mind and you read about what mickelson morley did there is a zero percent chance that we are moving we are on a stationary plane 100 chance there is no curvature and if you really want to challenge your eyeballs and your brain look at the red bull jump at 120,000 feet Without the fisheye lens, the horizon continues to rise and is completely level. And anytime they go up that high, even with an amateur shooting a rocket up with a camera, they will try to refute it with a fisheye lens and say there's curvature and it's discernible and, you know, we're curving and we're moving. But and there's I'm not trying to throw a dozen things at you at once, but to simplify this. I think maybe we should start with something rudimentary like okay. the Mickelson Morley experiment or the Bedford level experiment. Could you show that? I, I have something. Yes. Okay. Hold on a second. I, let, let's, let's, let's get away from like, just for one second, let's get away from the technicality of things and go more towards like, why don't we have any actual like pictures of this? I, why have I, why don't we have any video or pictures beyond wall? Bandit, I, who founded NASA? I have a picture. The Nazis. I have a picture. Right? Project Paperclip, Werner von no, Braun, no, no, and no, Walt no. Disney. Yeah. Werner the von Braun didn't come into NASA until later on. NASA was yeah. formed um, by the U.S. government, but but got taken over by Nazis. And Jack Parsons, who was with JPL, who was a known Satanist, and then Project Paperclip, and they brought over Von Braun. Mm -hmm. I mean, he tells you on his tombstone. Von Braun tells you on his tombstone, Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. And even if you believe in in the heliocentric model, even if you believe we're on a pear-shaped oblate spheroid, James Van Allen said himself that at 27,000 miles out is an impenetrable barrier known as the Van Allen radiation belt, and we cannot go through it. NASA is on record dozens of times saying we only have the technology to re reach low Earth orbit, which is 250 miles up. That's a cool so model. I, C Caleb can take it well, from there. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, why? Why don't we have like pictures of the ice wall? surrounding what would be what would be our uh round flesh because of the antarctic treaty which oh. is the only un treaty that has never been violated since its inception it has never been violated you cannot go there other than a very specific dedicated place off the coast of chile where mm -hmm. tourists are allowed to go and their excuse is it is it is to protect chilean sea bass that is the reason <laughs> that you cannot get into a yacht and sail to antarctica that is the reason. Well, and then also, you look at 
Go ahead. In the tre- in the treaty, it also reads that they don't want us waging war down there, which completely Jesus. doesn't make sense why everyone Ridiculous. would fly yeah. out or drive out to Antarctica to shoot each other. Um, but the fact that every single government across the the realm that we live in um, c- agreed on this treaty should be extremely suspicious. The fact that on the third page of the treaty, it reads that we can't go past the 60th South latitude. And we have videos of people going on, on ships, fishing ships and going past it and battleships pulling up in, on them. And also planes in the air getting pulled up on it with, with jets to have I them agree. turn around. I agree that there is a lot of bizarre nonsense to that nature and to that and i will say one thing that does make sense but people don't look into is that they are not going to rescue you so they don't want you to go past that point because you're statistically going to die uh they're so worried about your part. safety what well i know i know i know they i'm just telling you? you one part i'm just telling you one part I fair know enough fair enough i'm just telling you one part i uh my one of my friends one of my good friends her ex-husband actually works in the Antarctic, and that's part of the reason they got divorced. Um, and I, I, I wish I could, if he's not in Antarctica right now, I guess he could give an actual life experience of how it, all, like, life is over there. Because it, there's only two months where you can really do anything, and then the rest of the year you're indoors because you can't do anything. And there's a couple of outposts. There's multiple outposts all over by different countries. Because what the treaty was about was about actually not claiming anything. That was really what the treaty was about, is that you cannot claim any land as yours. It is the globe, the world's land. So that's why everybody agreed to it, because separately, exploration into it, the technology is non-existent. It, it, even to this day, traveling in that region is extremely hazardous to the point that really you only can get supplies two months out of the year. The rest of the time, you can't do anything. So that the travel, the so, people that have traveled in Antarctica, they've only traveled in that period of two months. Uh, Other than that, you cannot travel in Antarctica. There's no vehicles, no uh, helicopters, like planes can fail. And once you fail, you die. And that's the thing. You're out. You're so far from everybody else. You will statistically die if there's any type of failure. Unchained. I want to. I want to speak on this Mickelson Morley experiment. Yeah, let's go on that. So they proved that we are not spinning, okay. and Einstein came out with special relativity which he basically invented to refute that okay. with a gigantic chalkboard full of chicken scratch that none of us can understand. Okay. Yep. Well, it's not so, chicken scratch. So, so it's what is, legible. What it's is, just not legible. By what everybody. did this Mickelson-Morley experiment entangle here? So it involved lasers. Caleb, you might be more familiar with the details of Mickelson-Morley, but basically yes. these guys used lasers, which should be able to sense rotation of the earth. Like the ether is basically not moving. And so, uh, I mean, I mean when we look at Wikipedia, better things now, please. we can let detect this. Explain it, please. So if you look at this, the result is generally considered to be the first strong evidence against the then prevalent ether theory, as well as initiating a line of research that eventually led to special relativity, which, quote unquote, rules out a stationary ether. So this shocked the scientific community. And these guys were renegades. And that's not okay because it's a big club and we ain't in it. Mm -hmm. And that's where special relativity came from. Just like theoretical physics is just all theory. 
It's not nothing. Not, none of this is provable when you when you when you talk about special relativity or theoretical physics. It's just like Copernicus. Copernicus was a theoretical astronomer. He wasn't a visual astronomer. He didn't do any visual um, accounts. He just was a theoretical astronomer. Just theories. And His whole model. I seen this other thing you had sent me here about uh, the majestic the majestic majestic 12. 12 i mean look at what admiral richard bird did they had a military operation that was way more than just casual exploration of antarctica so this goes back to project paperclip and 1500 of the most brilliant nazi scientists that came over here after we supposedly won world war ii and all these guys come over and then werner von braun helps I mean, eventually became the head of NASA. Side note, on his tombstone, it says Psalm 19.1. That has to do with the firmament. Majestic 12 was a gigantic, gigantic, highly funded military operation that many people believe was to battle some sort of extraterrestrial entities that we're in antarctica now that might be way too x-files and off the deep end here because we're just trying to talk about physics and is there perceivable measurable curvature and we can get so far out there with all this crazy stuff but when you look at linear perspective and you look at what a laser does and you look at the properties of water in nature when we boil this down to the most simple concept when you boil it down to the most simple concept water always finds its level always and we are not moving we are not spinning curvature is not discernible with any kind of technology that we possess currently and the reason why you don't see iphone pictures from space the reason why nasa says well it's it's cgi it's photoshopped because it has to be that's their convenient answer. The real answer is it's a big club and you ain't in it. That that and that's you know that's a big point that I can you know I can truly agree on. You know I made mention earlier that I'm I'm one that truly believes that there's lies all throughout government documents, whether it be about history, whether it be about space, whether it be about the shape of the earth. Like regardless, at the end of the day, they're they're known for for being full of it in many different ways even even recently you know like the whole winnie the flu that went on and it you know it just it got out of hand with a lot of the stuff that they you know said and did and six months later we're no longer conspiracy theorists because it's in the regular news so and let me let me let me ask this question to caleb because i actually going through his videos i think i seen him answer this and i thought this was a very good answer so from your perspective, sir, why, why intentionally hide the shape of a planet? Control. Um, control is one of the main things um, to put everybody in a box where they think that we could be taken out by an asteroid. Fear, fear mongering as well, thinking that we could be taken out by an asteroid at any moment um making us feel insignificant um is a big thing like what does everybody say the moment they see any of nasa's work they say oh look at us we're so in insignificant just this speck of dust in this infinite space vacuum that's forever expanding so fast that nobody can understand it 
but um yeah no um sorry what was the question originally like like why like why the lie and like, well, I like well, also rate you're going with that like yeah because you know i mean I, I do believe in you know they're they're known for using fear as a tactic on a day-to-day -day basis whether it be a shooting in a school or a shooting in mm -hmm. you know a, a bomb in boston or <laughs> you know loads of other things you know and i'm not saying that any of that's fake or anything but you know because i you know i'll be the first to tell you that a false flag is real but it's planned you know what i'm saying like that's that's a touchy subject and i'm not really trying to get that far into it but like it's the news and the media is great does a great job at selling fear yeah and you know selling fear on a large scale such as this okay the meat okay. doesn't but, seem outlandish go ahead bandit okay so um we are on a flat a flat plane. round shape ob plane object okay with a, no with the dome over it okay i'm i'm speaking in like low but like well there's no because um, you said round i was just saying it's not like yeah. a feature dish it keeps going on after that after the wall what is outside of well what's outside of it what what's well, on the other side of the firmament this is what's on the other side well, this, when we get into what's outside of the wall, it's all conjecture because of the Antarctic Treaty that um, Unchained detailed, um, stopping us from going past the 60th South Latitude. So it's just, it would be anecdotal evidence or it would just be straight up pseudoscience for me to tell you what's past the wall because we're not allowed to go. So what are we seeing? What am I seeing when I, when I look out my telescope? What am I seeing? Yeah, I have a seven hundred dollar like, telescope myself. Um, I look at when you look at Saturn, when you look at Jupiter, when you look at Mars, when you look at these quote unquote planets and what our ancestors would would call them is wandering stars. Because if you notice with your telescope, all the stars are fixed; they stay in the exact same positions, even though we're supposed to be moving and spinning and orbiting. Well, we, well, we they do. Stay constellations change, though. Yeah, they yeah. What do you mean change? change. What do you you mean have change? Drago. They you have the, the only thing. The only thing that stays in one spot relatively is yeah, the spins. Sure. North Star. Yeah. Like yeah, no, you have. They will go based on. We're not like if you believe in the spherical planet. We are not straight up and down like this, according to the poles. We are off by. Degrees. 23, 23 degrees, degrees 66 because you have degrees you have three different norths you have true north magnetic north grid north okay it's off by 17.7 degrees i think you got more tilted sort of so when that spins everything the north star kind of does this and this in the sky okay it's not staying in one spot exactly it's kind of doing this number wait you're and saying the north star moves now it, Polaris so, doesn't move. Polaris doesn't so, move at all. So it no, the story no is there's a wobble, but Polaris doesn't yeah. move. Yeah. Polaris never moves, which disproves the wobble. Which is why they got rid of the Georgia Guidestones. So, yeah, that's why they took that down, because that star so was never going to move out of the Georgia Guidestones. I actually found an explanation 
um, for the ether, the ether question and what that what you were talking about. First of all, they put in the the wiki. They they explained that it it was measured. It was just insignificant. The Earth doesn't move with respect to the ether because it interacts with it. In the fact, the Earth carries part of the ether with it. It is what you, is that your assumption? This is not possible except by frequency, but it does. So there's parts that we don't understand because of how we're measuring it. We were measuring it with things that were invented a hundred plus years ago. The way we learn to now measure things like gravitational waves, which that research is done in the Antarctic because it's the most isolated place in the world. That's how we've been able to do like modern math on seeing further into the universe because we were learning how gravity reshapes even visuals and with, in respect to planets, I mean, we can have a separate discussion on planets, but like Jupiter is the reason we exist. Jupiter is what saved us from countless asteroids hitting the Earth. And what is asteroids then in relationship to the concept of the flat Earth? What is Aurora Borealis and what is Aurora Borealis only uh, affect certain elements of the planet? And what was then the 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 event that happened just a few hundred, 120 plus the Carrington event, which Aurora Borealis is a toroidal field that's emanated from the center of this thing, which is hollow. So that's some sort of toroidal magnetic vortex. It happens has, in the North and the South. It happens in, it happens in the South, the same way it happens in North. The thing is, there's not that many people, but people in people yeah. in the South see it too. That, this is not exclusive to one side. It, both sides get yeah. Where where lives. where in the, where in the yeah, south? Because every of that, compass because every compass points to the center of this thing. Every single compass. I mean, because the whole idea of a compass wouldn't even work on a ball. And even I mean, mm -hmm. so I don't like I don't want to throw two dozen different topics out at once. Like we kind of need to pick one thing and stay there. And I keep going back to water, right? So like we can, we can discuss all these different things because Luis is obviously intelligent. He's obviously well-read. He understands the generally accepted scientific narrative of what we supposedly live on. And then you can really, you can try to refute anything for days with like, like generally accepted academia, but we don't trust our eyeballs anymore. And so we have to like rewind a little bit and say, how does water curve and what's going on with the horizon? It's not well, called the cur curvizon. It's the horizon well, because it is horizontal at every elevation. We've made so, a curve before. What we, we made with, with your $700 telescope that you can supposedly see Saturn with, could we in I've effect then go to the the most eastern part of the united states and see europe no because no, because of linear perspective dense. well the, also the atmosphere is opaque it has density there's there's debris in the air there's humidity like you can't see forever that's that's i feel like everybody forgets that once we start talking about the shape of the earth there's humidity the atmosphere has density so no light doesn't travel forever through the atmosphere so it wouldn't travel through your to your telescope if that makes sense. That I mean, actually, that that does make sense to me because, like, I don't, I've been to many, many, many different places. I know, like, as Louise, I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of us here have. And like, you can a great example I like to remember is flying into Chicago. Jesus 
Christ at the le- at the layer of black that you have to go through before you layer of smog landing the layers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like exactly. It's, it's it, it's it's quite nasty. Like it's just like good job, humans. Like uh, you know, I, I mean, the, just hurricanes and are a simple expression of a spherical object. But again, it's just scales, right? That's the thing. Well, explain it, it a sunset, Luis. Explain a sunset. Look at the refractory properties of light, and look at the reflection of light on a spherical object, like a highly polished steel globe versus something flat that is also highly polished and let your eyes do the work for you because well go ahead well again the the thing is when we're doing these types of calculations and comparison we first have to do it properly in relation to scale to an extent in relation to perspective so when you have an object, whatever the size, um, and you're trying to get its perspective, you then have to also be at its scale. So even if you have a sphere this big and you're trying to do light projections, you would have to be at the tiny, 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 tiny version for you to get a similar perspective. And then you have to add on top of that the fact that the, the, the there's an atmosphere and the fact that there's also other elements that affect how light sometimes can reflect itself. Hey, the double dog sun thing I've seen sometimes, I cannot explain that. I cannot explain a lot of No, I'm just talking about a simple phenomenon. sunset. I'm talking about a simple sunset. When you look at the reflection of light on a flat surface versus the reflection of light on a sphere, it is completely different. And spherical trigonometry tells me that a marble is going to have the same mathematical properties as what they tell us we live on based on 24,000 miles and 1,100 miles an hour of spin and 66,666 miles an hour that we're traveling through the, through the galaxy. If we really live on a, a sphere, then the mathematics based on spherical trigonometry are applicable at any uh, at any scale you want to choose because a, yeah. a, a ball is a ball. What I would say is if the Earth is actually curving 24,801 miles in circumference, we would be able to measure it. Also, the Guinness World Record photography oh. photo is 273 miles, which completely disproves the globe. And you can see the entire bottom of the mountains. And then the scientific community, the best answer that they have for that is refraction. When refraction is long distance photography's worst enemy. And they're saying that refraction is perfectly bringing this mountain range back into range. And they'll say that for every single thing that we can see too far once you do the math. And all of the curvature models are the same within a thousand miles. So when you do the math, it's so off that if you actually look at the math and you look at how far we're seeing, I, I'm amazed that people still think that we're on a ball. When you say stuff like that, it's like when I was in an outpost in Afghanistan, um, I was attached to a armored cavalry unit and they had what is called an LRAS, which is a high power magnif. I mean, it's like a, it, it is a long range laser designator device. And um, we could see like, it, it really is very difficult to put into perspective how far, and I'm, I'm 
I'm not agreeing with you. I'm not. I'm just like there's so many things on both sides that are difficult when you spend an entire lifetime specifically in one side of something and then to, you know, slowly open yourself up to like a realm of different possibilities. It's 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 not an overnight thing. Okay. But yeah, being it, it able to see being able to see for you know, as far as your brain can comprehend that there is an object out there and we could, I could only use that, that, that laser would only reach to 5k, 6k out there and it would just stop. You know, you could think, you could point it at an open area and it would just stop. It would not go any farther. It would not reg register back to you. Because there's density. Because there's density light dissipates to the over time. Yeah, and it dissipates over time, exactly. And there's density to the atmosphere, so of course light, light wouldn't travel forever. It just depends on how powerful the scope is. That's why we bring up with the um, ships over the ocean from the Navy, their, their lasers are powerful enough to go 100 miles and show us that it's completely level. I think there's a lot of misinterpretation on that technology. And I would have to like go deeper into how is there misinterpretation on how a laser works? It's pretty simple. No, no, no on, on how like the expression of how that operates, uh, I, I, like the execution. I don't understand how we're, we're going over extremely advanced technology without getting like the perspective of how that op technology actually operates. How is? But I don't understand how you're saying lasers are so complex. It's just a laser. It's just a high-powered laser shooting over the ocean. A hundred megawatt laser is very complex. No, a hundred megawatt laser is one of the most advanced technologies. The idea of a laser, though, like that, just to try to complexify a laser, though, it's just a laser shooting over the ocean. It's just it's a light shooting a beam over the ocean. In my head, that's a pretty simple concept to understand, but the technology that's behind it is extremely complex. We don't have to look at but the technology behind it. We don't have to Lasers understand how the curve. laser works or how the laser comes out. Okay. We just have to all understand right, that right. it's completely level. But I need to see like where's the data showing like this is exactly how it works and this is how we can reach a hundred mile like a hundred mile. But they give you a very comfortable <laughs> explanation. All they have to say Oh, I want to see it. That's all I'm saying. All look they at it say then. We get it to him. Yeah, atmosphere. No, no, no I want to see it. That's all that's all they say. I want to see it. All they say to look at it. If it okay. were true, though, you would admit that doesn't make sense on your model, though, right? What was the what was the hard evidence? I, we're getting into a bunch of scientific theories, okay, and and a bunch of things. What is the was there any were there any pictures or videos or uh, you know? Okay, so like I've seen where they will lay out a map, okay, and there are areas beyond the ice wall on our plane of existence. There are other areas, there's other land masses out there, okay, on the other side of the ice wall. Why haven't we been in contact with those areas? Why haven't we received any type of transmissions? Um, why Maybe hasn't somebody we come in contact Antarctic with us? Treaty. Maybe spider we were. Real quick. This is this is totally like now this gets into where I start talking about like I guess what we would consider bandit extraterrestrials or something right. like that. Like that's I think what I'm saying. like maybe I we think were. they're here. You know, I think they're interdimensional. That's just kind of some of the weird stuff it's, that I get into. I, again, coming back from place. my experience with things, having worked with ultra high frequency, uh, high frequency and satellite communications, 
um, having having bounced transmissions off the atmosphere to to different areas. There, it's just it's difficult because uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know I, you know, it's gonna. I, I can't. It, it's just it's difficult really words. difficult it, it, to grasp. I'm trying. You're almost like there. there. <laughs> could, could you play Jim Bob? Could you play that video I sent? Just Ben's minutes. almost there, just, Caleb. It's a. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a we're not going to have a break. On, we're not going to have a break on film. We're not going to have a break during recording. Okay, we this might, might we happen. Might. Later. Bandit, what I would ask you is what I'd ask you what'll really blow your mind, Bandit, is how would you prove that you were bouncing those frequencies off of the atmosphere rather than them just traveling over the level plane directly to the place that you're trying to transmit to? When you have a a whip antenna on a Humvee or an MRAP and you bend that antenna back like this, okay, you can turn and send that signal in a different direction okay and if you get it far enough back you can get just a little bit of extra distance on it but okay? are you relaying that off a of c-130 or a you know a satellite dish on a mountaintop not not in the flat plane i was at in afghanistan you're not there was okay. there was there wasn't any mountains around careful you just said flat plane of afghanistan nah the flat <laughs> area of afghanistan because it's, it doesn't curve because you can't no, measure I mean, the curvature. Because I mean, Afghanistan is like there's flat plains and there's very very mountains. Very very flat. Like where I grew up in Illinois, if I wouldn't have left that area, I would have swore to God that the Earth was flat based on how flat Illinois was. Yeah. Where because I was at the cornfields, trigonometry man. is disproved just with your eyeballs. You realize that if we were curving, you wouldn't even experience the same kind of reflection that when you have a big rainstorm over salt flats that span for miles and miles, based on how big the earth supposedly is, it should curve and it should not be able to create the same type of reflection because it is flat. So what is Level. keeping us? So what is keeping, what is keeping this flat plane Ah. in one place okay what yeah. is keeping it right like this Luis just let me I like I said I am not into the technicality of things I am not into like um right. the scientific piece of the piece of this I want to know like how how do you guys get to where we are on a level plane and what is keeping us from just going like this or flipping over or they they have like what would happen if a like what we've said a a meteor hit us being on a how flat do you know plane. they're not geysers though because where's the evidence that we've ever been struck by any meteor these big craters there's no <laughs> there's, there's no particles of meteors at all they could no, be is. they look like giant yeah, geysers. They, they, they happen all the time they happen every single they, year they have I've I have seen it. Show me, a picture, show me a picture of a meteor. You guys realize the, Let's the see a of an asteroid in, in a crater. Let's see a picture of an asteroid in a crater because every you, crater that I've ever seen is completely empty. Because it's well, a geyser. It's an old yeah. geyser. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, and you realize that the NASA, the astronauts that supposedly landed on the moon, they gave a gift of a mm -hmm. moon rock to we, a, a, a university. Yeah. 
and the university discovered it was petrified wood. Yep, I don't yeah, believe that shit one day. So, well, the case of the the what happened in Tunguska and what happened uh, just a few years ago in Russia. So both of them were situations where it the the rock just exploded because it, it got up to the point of heat. It that it just exploded above the earth. It didn't completely. It, I so mean, parts of it did land, but scattered through Russia and the Tunguska event similar it was in proportions and scales that the earth has never even seen outside of nuclear weapons it just flattened everything and that's actually how they had the idea that when they would explode the nuclear bomb instead of exploding it on the ground they would explode it from the air because they realized the air burst effect would be more effective in terms of destruction but and, and they got ideas from tunguska which was well, and, and what is the mineral that is only produced when a when an asteroid hits it's like there, or something it, um an egyptian pharaoh was actually like in possession of well you're of i mean there's certain rare mm. materials that come from space which are extremely uncommon on earth uh i don't remember the names there's a really deep dives into certain materials well that i know one I, if i if you don't mind me there's none them. in my we, opinion, there is there none. is moldavite and like i'll that, i know, think that's what i'm thinking of. moldavite moldavite is a very real crystal and and to get a real piece of it is it's mostly found some some places it's not, like it's not easy impact. it's not easily obtained like, and the thing is there's a lot more crystals out there to me you know that that do exist that do have interesting powers because i'm totally look i'm totally a crystal chicken in, in secret like i mean i might be spider-man but deep down inside of me incense and don't worry dude i pick up rocks and stuff in, on in, the street in, too i pick you know yeah. in, incense and rocks is, are a big yeah, I do. I, I pick up rocks gonna, on the I'm street too some, i'll light some palo santo for you right now jim right listen bro like that kind go. of stuff I'm right there it. like that so okay okay and so okay getting back to what i was talking about Moldavite's a good example yeah. i do want to interrupt Moldavite is a good example because it is one of those crystals that the only explanation has been like that's that's interesting can i jump in jim yes sir because uh, the same thing is said about shungite which i just did a two-hour episode with a guy that um used shungite to save um colony collapse disorder with honeybees which is it's basically a mineral they say the same thing about shungite they say we have no idea where it comes from so it obviously must come from space. That's just, it's just a bunch Fair. of pseudoscience. And it really drives me nuts Fair. that everyone just clings to that because um, I even talked to the guy that knows all about Shungite, knows all about the C60 molecule. And he admits, I, he said it on my podcast. He's like, yeah, the best explanation is that this came from an asteroid. And then I, I made him, I made him clarify. I said, but obviously we can't prove that, right? He's like, oh, no, that's just conjecture. It's that all of these minerals, all of these crystals, you can say they came from space, but at the end of the day, none sure. of us ever could prove that. So sure. that is just that is just um, anecdotal evidence. It's, it's just pseudoscience to say that Theoretical these things physics. came from the sky because there's no proof of it. Absolutely not. Caleb, Caleb. No, you're, you're right there. That's it, it's a total it's a total theory that it came mm -hmm. from that. Meteor. It's only a theory. I, it's I can't just a theory. It's a hypothesis. Like, That's it. But Bandit, Bandit wants to know why we're not flipping upside down. We got to get back to that at some point. And yeah, also, I just wanted to I, not just that. It's like, okay, so are, are we like? Is it the same? Is it the same underneath as if we were in? On a, on a Here's spirit? where it gets loco, bro. Underneath. This is where it gets crazy, Bandit. Do you so know how how deep is the deepest hole that's ever been dug on Earth? 
Uh, 12, 12, kilom- 12, 12 kilometers. kilometers. It was it was the Russian borehole. Yeah. 7.36 miles, and I believe it was Exxon. And every single Why, drill that. bit broke. Every so single drill bit broke after They're going that. to so do that the heat. Again. The, heat. Put, the heat. So let, or, let me explain or, what happened there. Go ahead. Go so ahead. in one heat pressure, uh, the, the bits didn't work. They're actually going to do it again, this time with lasers. So... They aim soon to do another attempt, and this time with lasers. And because they're using lasers, they're going to keep going and going and going and going and going. So once they are able to utilize lasers, which aren't as sensitive to the heat, so they can fire. Basically, they're going to create a hole to a certain extent, and they're just going to keep firing the laser and try to see form extraction points from there. It's complicated because... Have you followed the the money on that one yet, though? Have you followed the money of the corporation who is funded to do it, who is doing it? Have you have you gone down that rabbit hole yet? For the current project, I mean, it hasn't officially started. So, okay. So I as can, we I, sit I can now, go deeper into it. I just have, <clears> which is fine, and neither started. have I. I don't know either. But my attitude is, let's follow the money and see who's running that operation. Because as we sit now today, and here's a weird connection: the deepest hole that's ever been dug is seven point three six miles. The Mariana Trench in the ocean is the deepest point of the ocean, which is also seven point three six miles. And somehow, some way, there seems to be an impenetrable barrier beneath us that is seven point three six miles miles down. There's legends that when the Anunnaki were mining for gold, that the Mariana Trench is some kind of gnarly tailings pile, and they actually struck water from beneath and flooded this whole place. There's also a really weird story floating around the internet of this guy that was doing deep sea exploration. And he said that he found some sort of lake. There's an explanation for the lake. Uh, the, but the, but I listen, mean, that, I remember when that came out. It's methane. And it, but but it's similar. You guys remember methane. the movie The Meg, where the yes, megalodon, yeah, yeah, like the, the, the megalodon came up. That was from, a pretty good death, movie. Methane is liquid. So, so and I, I believe methane, there's also methane hydrate, exciting. which is solid. So the methane hydrate, it's solid. Uh, at that depth, methane comes liquid and salt and, and rock like a rock. So some people have been able to extract it. There's enough methane hydrate to power the entire world just with methane hydrate. The problem is they have attempted to to get this stuff. The problem was the thing started just sinking the the ta- the the whole the whole thing started sinking because they released so much methane that the buoyancy went to zero and everything just sank. So it's very dangerous to to mine methane hydride from the ocean just because after the buoyancy is lost and all the all the extraction systems will just sink into the ocean. Well, so, you guys okay. have all seen you guys have all seen the craft that emerge and re-enter the ocean, right? Yes. So what if what if what we're thinking about, what if space or what we taught what we've been taught is space? What if that is an ocean beneath our ocean and it is some kind of portal that leads to the lands beyond the See, now you're talking now you're talking like now you now you're getting to where I want to go. You know, now you're getting to where I want to go. Okay. (laughs) This is is right here. Okay. So what about the predictive programming with everything is sphere? Everything all the planets are spherical. Everything's spherical. The earth's spherical, all the planets are spherical. That's predictive programming through all the sci-fi movies. Bandit, if they can teach you, go ahead. Sorry. Um, it's, I get where you're coming from with like, I've seen the videos of the the crafts coming from underneath the ocean and everything, all videos of 
craft that we have supposedly alien spacecraft that we have supposedly seen has been from spacecraft leaving earth leaving we've never seen videos of them arriving on earth they've always been video leaving earth okay i want to know like it's like what what's underneath have you, you know where does wait, like like um and another thing is like you keep everything comes back to the Antarctic Treaty, okay? All of these countries have come together and said, we will not spill the beans on what is really out there, okay? You have had so many coups in countries and so many violent takeovers and invasions and nothing has come out. How? How has nothing come out through all of the everything that has happened in the last 50 years, 60 years? Nothing has come out. You guys want to see something that makes it feel like there is fluid in space? I'm just, it's, it's, it's. This is something you'll like. Jim, if you could play that, you've played that before. This is a tether experiment that was done. So this is a weird experiment they were trying to create a lot of energy uh, so they had a tether 12 miles long and they're watching it from far away and it's really fascinating what happens when they turn it on and they turn on the infrared um it's really fascinating because the things passing behind it it looks like it's floating through a liquid substance okay, while we're so looking this at this a... bandit or you you can go sorry louise no, so this is what you're watching is something that's 12 miles long, and then they turn it on, this starts happening. This is in space. Yes. Did they tell you what the elevation was? It looks like it looks like uh, water. It's whatever the, the it looks like under a microscope. The average it's low. It does look under my, like it's under a microscope, it but low Earth orbit is 250 miles. Which is really far, if you think yeah, about isn't, it. Isn't mm -hmm. this fascinating? Like, this is official footage. That's why I'm, uh, I'm pointing this out. So it it's 12 like, miles in like diameter, 12 miles long. So anything passing behind it is very big. I mean, it absolutely looks like it is in water. It does. I'll, I'll yeah. even say that. Like, that, that looks like water is so... That is fascinating. And I have seen that before. <laughs> I wish that I could get you guys the video of um, Elon Musk's rocket hitting the firmament. That's that's an awesome video. Um, but I wanted to answer Bandit's question because he wants to know what flat earthers believe are under us or why we're not wobbling or anything. Um, we don't know. Obviously, we don't like pseudoscience. So past the 7.83 miles of that dig, we don't know what's under that. We don't know what's out. So we don't know what we're on, honestly. Um, all that we like can conjecture from like observation is that we're on a stationary level plane so uh, that's what i would say to what's under us and why we're not and we don't believe in space at all space is completely out of the picture um there's no space void there's no vacuum there's we believe that there's a firmament and that the firmament is separating waters from the waters or you know whatever else, whatever some people want to believe in different space fluids or different ideas of why the, the sky is blue and things but um that's what i would say is what we don't know what's under us so i'm i'm crazy and the the folks of my group know this already and you know i don't i don't claim to know anything but <clears throat> i take a little bit from everybody's kind of thing and like i think caitlin will kind of agree maybe a little bit in some of this because of conversation me and her had earlier but like 
I think all of this is happening like inside of either a craft of some kind floating in an endless ocean or a fucking snow globe on somebody's shelf. But like, I believe there's other dimensions to this plane of existence because I've always been a simulation theory guy, which I was going to say, I said earlier, I'm going to tie this in because a simulation theory, a lot of times when, when people don't realize some of the things that they're explaining out there, at least from what I've been studying of it throughout the years is like a video game. And like a good, a good example is, um, like gta 5 and like you know that's just one giant flat map or whatever that all this stuff goes on and like you know that's that's where a lot of people's brain goes to in like simulation theories that you're living in something like that and and like but i think i think that there's like other realms i guess to this existence because i i know there's things that we cannot perceive through the light like without you know what i'm saying like we we yeah like supposedly we can't see everything that's actually yeah. in front of us and i've yeah. had par- i've had paranormal experiences in my right. lifetime that i will attest up to spirits or poltergeists or lord knows what you know even aliens if you want to consider it that because i think that things can be in that light spectrum that i can't physically mm-hmm. see because right. You know, my and because you know, like the Kilner goggles were a real thing. Like that, I've I've studied those in in depth, and like mm-hmm. I will fight anybody to death putting misinformation out about them because I've studied them so in depth that I've even got a like a link that me and another guy. They, you can find this link in my in my little flow page thing that I have. It's like a link tree, but uh, me and this other guy worked really hard putting all this stuff together, and he made a website for it and stuff. And like, there's just tons and tons of information about the proof of them and you know they help you see on different light spectrums and stuff because there is mm-hmm. definite we're we're a light in a meat mech suit mm-hmm. trapped inside of something like we don't belong here the sun destroys us plants want to kill us animals want to kill us and stuff like that. prison planet theory we're 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 the we're the yeah. only we're the only thing here that not only destroys what we have but we're out of place so okay we're, so we're trapped here wherever i'm having here. an existential moment okay i really am I'm, I'm having an existential moment like uh, what? I'm not mocking you guys. Believe me when I say this, I'm not mocking. And I'm you not guys. either at all. All right, you guys, a lot of your stuff. Why not a square? Stuff. Why not an oval? I mean, why Minecraft a circle? Where is it a square? What do you mean? Why, but why though? Why? Why isn't the flat plane a square? When you think of something flat, like you think of it as a table, you think of it as like a I rectangle six, yeah. or a square, like a table. Why did it? Because if, would the flat, sur- flat surface that's, have that's to be a thing. circle? That's the if thing. It were you're, flat, you're, we couldn't have a sunset and a sunrise in one part of the earth and the other. Yeah, we could. Perspective, just simple art classes will explain. I'm just, I'm, 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 just I'm, I'm having a moment here and it's just like, I, you know, I want these. So, I won't. Yeah. So you're, so you're saying why we think it's a circle. We don't think it's a circle at all. 
Um, we don't think that the Earth is a disk again. The, this thing could go out for hundreds of thousands of miles for all we know. If you're asking me why the Antarctic wall is a circular shape around us, I would have no idea. That would be left up to the creator that intelligently designed this place. That's we. That's why they call it the Arctic Circle, though. Um, I don't well, know why it's a circle, but we don't think that this place is circular per se at all. We just think that this is a level plane and we don't think we're on a globe. What would allow you to believe differently? What would like what would disprove to you definitively? What difference? What thing would you say, okay, that makes sense? Like allow us to fly over the middle of this thing. Allow yeah, fly us to over fly Antarctica. over well, how about the Arctic Circle? You can't go anywhere near there either. So let me go yeah. up by New Zealand and Alaska and the top of Canada. Let me keep going and mm -hmm. keep flying over this thing and see what we see. Because that's where the northern lights come from. And I think oh. that there is the Garden of Eden up there and probably one of the ancient trees that's 60,000 foot tall. I really yes. do. Yes. Okay. I'm in on this. Like, this is me. There's something at the center of the planet. I think that's, that's I think that's yeah. the last ancient like that, tree is in the middle of this thing. They, there's something hidden there. That's why they like have deterrence and stuff to go into that area. I think it's hollow for sure. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. Well, ancestors cultures thought that there was something you know they had their own versions of an underworld they always thought oh yeah there is an entrance to hollow earth here in kentucky there's tons it's of mammoth entrances, caves there's I one, think, of, like, one there's of the 12 entrances entrance to hollow there. earth is here like, look at all the deep underground bases i mean there's oh, subterranean yeah. civilizations here and yeah. you know Luis was talking about the methane and these deep these these the the depth of these lakes that's under the ocean miles and miles down Maybe these craft emanate from those deep methane lakes and they because be you true. always see them coming out of the ocean. Where are they coming and it, from? And also there was a, an event that happened in, uh, off the coast of Puerto Rico in the 60s where they tracked this object for two weeks because they were from freaky mess. Like they were just perplexed. It was an entire collective of ships that suddenly found this object first up in the sky and then it went down. Now it went down and it went through the water at insane speeds. I think like close to what they believe was 700 knots. And the only read the way they measured it, it was because all these ships were shooting rate like shooting sonar simultaneously in order to measure this insane speeds that they were moving through. Um, and they waited for two weeks for it to surface and it just resurfaced and went up in the sky. They were like, what the, <laughs> what just happened? Well, so that guy that discovered really the lakes disappeared. The guy that the guy that Two the video after. that's exactly He's gone, exactly. And and get this. So and in the Armenian, guy, but, he, but he was part of a research team. He wasn't alone. And this the reason why the machine bounced off is just because of the the, the pressure difference. It's just it, it. First of all, it's a it's a it's a it's a sub that's not designed to go and penetrating things. It's just it just bounced he, because. But what did he find? It's like Newtonian fluids. The same thing. Newtonian fluids. That the, the, the <clears> difference <throat> in the in how it exists in relation to the other fluids. That's why it bounced. But what did he find to get Gary Webb? I don't exactly. know. Gary Webb. Because he wasn't the only person in that research group. There was probably sure. like 30 people. Sure. I mean, him, not, and his, not, him and his direct partner went missing two weeks after. But how would you prove that that's a methane pool? That, that's exactly what it was. How would the you prove that is what I'm asking. That's, exact, that's exactly what they said it was. How would you prove well, that? Well, if it was I know, a Newtonian so fluid, if he was moving. You're just no, I'm not using anecdotal. I'm using what, what they said that they declared <laughs> in the research. That, well, how like, would you They prove? knew what it was. It's a methane lake. 
It's meth, like it's methane. It's which is methane. fine. And if it was Newtonian and they move slow enough, they could they could go into it, right? Not exactly because of the problems with the water. Like again, this is a sub that wasn't designed to do that. They don't want to destroy that submarine. It costs a lot of money. Sure, but sure. And they weren't going to risk but, it. But a spaceship it's, from other from another I, realm that has more reminds me of the movie can. The Abyss. It reminds me of the movie The Abyss. You guys remember that one? Yeah. I mean, we don't. We the, ultimately we don't Classic know what's going on movie, here. Okay. Man. And remember, okay. So like, look at look at the nation of Armenia. The legend of the founder of Armenia was an 18 foot tall giant named Hike who had a giant bow and he was a hunter and the whole Armenian culture believes that this 18 foot tall giant was the founder of their nation. He entered earth through a gateway in the firmament. That is the legend of hike. I mean, H -A like cultures all over the world have giants. And um, that's a whole topic that I wish I had <laughs> clear understanding of how the heck it ain't started. So I don't have an explanation for it. Well, there's, it's there's, fascinating I mean, to me. I, I like where, where, it, where does there's, it come from? Like, you guys want a fun rabbit hole? Here's a really fun rabbit hole. When you get a chance, go to DuckDuckGo. Go to DuckDuckGo and search New York Times archives, giant skeletons discovered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that. You can find them. Is it the Smithsonian that is? Yeah, yeah. They destroy a thousand or so skulls. They show up and destroy they're yeah, still they on molars still that could crush pictures coconuts. Of active, they're still preserved oh skulls. What is that well, YouTuber? What about the oh. Special Forces A team that was wiped out by uh, uh, giant the Kandahar giant? Oh, the yeah. giant of Kandahar. Yeah, perfect yeah. example. Um, um, but not no, on flat Earth guy, anymore, though, that's for sure. There's this guy on YouTube that, like, oh, what is his name? He thinks everything, oh, not everything, but a lot of things are like mud fossils. Oh, yeah, like, that's Mud Fossil University. I, yes! I, yeah. I've, I've, I've been through a lot of that. And see, now, see, here's another thing. When getting into the things like the mud flood and the Tartaria and giants and stuff like that, it's actually great because a lot of the people that are in that realm of conspiracy world are also in this flat earth realm. And, and you know, that is something that I can say that, in my many years of deep diving into this stuff, there, there really is two different realms of flat earth. I believe there is one that is straight up, you know, misinformation, even from, you know, your guys's perspective, uh, Unchained and, and Caleb, like, you know, I've seen people out there that, you know, that have intentionally tried to make you guys look ridiculous, you know, just like out where, where you know what, untrained, I've 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 always you know most definitely respected your opinion on a lot of things because you know you 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 do have a great perspective and I like how you're breaking down into some of these nitty gritty coincidences because if you're you know regular watcher follower of the show and stuff like that you know that's something I don't I don't believe in like you know like there's there's no such thing from my perspective and there's a lot of neat interesting factoids from the things you you know you got you guys do talk about and i know that the book of enoch which is you know a favorite piece of information that i like to toy around with gets into a lot of all of this information from the you know from like you know the giants yeah yeah yeah, the giants and stuff like being that. flat in the firmament um uh, yeah and and like 
there's also you know there's plenty of other off interesting books from the bible that are that you know like the gospel of thomas is another personal favorite of mine um i have all those on my tiktok (laughs) yeah and you know those are the those are these are things that kind of tie back into into a lot of this kind of stuff and i know you guys even reference back into a lot of it as well and something that's always fascinated me about that is that there is fbi documents that Mm-hmm. talk about um nimrod and or get or what is it gilgamesh or whatever his name is like it's just the same it's the same person and that and hillary clinton was talking about him um in the WikiLeaks of yeah. in her emails yeah 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 and that and you know that they have that they had supposedly found him out there in like i guess the iraq area yeah in iraq and, yeah and that's he, well that's he, where um that's where they believed uh, like Babel was. And um, that is where Mesopotamia is and Sumeria and um, Nimrod Gilgamesh, he, he was Sumerian, he was Mesopotamian. Um, those are Mesopotamian and Sumerian tales. So. And, and like, it's it, in a way it's funny because like I've, I've come back to a lot of these things for reference too, because there is, interesting point to him being omitted and you know the stories being hit up and I'm, I'm i'm all for cryptid type um you know mysticism type information and stuff like that because i believe that's a lot of what the people in charge actually believe and practice and stuff like that and they do do a good job of kind of trying to you know misinform us and take us off track from that reality but hide it in bits and pieces of everything and that's why i have always really liked to give the the flat earth folks a chance because there's there's even you know there's just been a bunch of little things that i've learned actually from like that community myself that there's flat earth documents from nasa yeah you know and there is you know i've, I've dug into stuff like this like and the spherical trigonometry thing that Unchained keeps going back to, you know, I got to give him some some credit there because, like, there is, you know, like, num- there there is physical numbers that are supposedly given to you, you know, even off of, like, the NASA website. I've seen this stuff. And, like, it's always just been interesting to me for to hear the spherical trigonometry discussion about it because, like, I... I personally have not studied a whole lot of it, but you know, reading into it and under trying to get an understanding about it, there's there's interesting tidbits in there. But that's why I keep going to my we're trapped. Have you ever? Have you, I, I always reference another movie, but I'm going to reference something else tonight. Have you ever? Anybody here, you know, seen Rick and Morty and when he was trapped inside that simulation, inside that simulation, and it just keeps going no matter what. And it's just like, it's just that endless plane of existence that continues to go until he finds his way to escape out of it. And like, it's, it's, it's interesting because like, that's how I I see things. I think there is other realms that we can, you know, we can, we can achieve and visit and see and, you know, I've seen things in my lifetime that are unexplainable, and that's why I try not to deny anybody's truth. Like, I'm not, I don't want anybody to think that anybody here, I think, is really trying to change anyone. I do appreciate all this valid information that you could look up. Like, that's, there's a lot of these things. Unchained has been on it tonight. Like, you guys will be 
pleasant to see a lot of the information that him and Luis have been sending me that I'm definitely going to share with this episode because I, well, I feel Jim, I feel like I've kind of stolen the, uh, the, the fire away from Caleb because he's a legend on TikTok and he has a very modest and mellow personality. So I kind of feel like we should give him at least five solid minutes or 10, you know, whatever you want to do at the end of your show. I don't feel like he's really had an opportunity to have the podium and I'd really like to give him a chance to uh, share his wisdom and and his knowledge because a lot of this stuff is irrefutable and it's why we were all conditioned the same way and we learned calculus and algebra, uh, you know, and um, we did not learn spherical trigonometry because it's irrefutable and it allows you to question what we really live on. So Caleb, you want to, you want to, yeah, Jim, is that all right with you? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I would love, I want to, I want to hear from Caleb. I'll, I'll put yeah. Try to keep one, the hands off. One thing with the heliocentric model, a lot of people don't, I don't think about is that it's directly connected to the big bang theory indefinitely. That's how the earth was created. Right. So the big bang blew up whatever from nothing to everything. And then these gases and these particles were condensed through gravity to create a planet. And then all these planets started orbiting around a gas ball. Um, it's weird when, when you look at the synchronicity in the sky, that's a big one for me, how a one we've kind of brought up earlier, how Polaris never moves, um, and how the Georgia guidestones had a hole drilled into it, which was simultaneously a stone that had to keep the population under 500 million in it. And then they simultaneously drilled a hole through it that sat on Polaris constantly. And my, in my opinion and Unchained's opinion, we're both going to say that, um, they destroyed those just because though that was never going to move from that, the, it was never Never going to move out of that whole Polaris. But if you just look at, um, I, w- I, I really think it'll help a lot of people to look at the uh, model from a grander um, point of view where the stars in the sky realign every 365 days. The moon phases every 28 days to create our month. Um, lunar calendars are much more accurate than any solely lunar calendar and or any solar calendar in general. And there's civilizations across this world that still do use solar calendar. I mean, lunar calendars um, for time and it's much more accurate. The amount of synchronicity in the sky, um, the fact that mycelium is patching, pa- um, passing nutrients to trees and things like this, this all tells us that we have intelligent design. But if you look at the Big Bang Theory and you look at the heliocentric model, it tells you the exact opposite. So that's what I would tell people. If you, even if you think about um, us orbiting the sun at 66,600 miles an hour over a six month period, the stars should change at least size. The constellations should change sizes. I'm not saying I know that the constellations do spin in, in, in a, in, on the ecliptic and things like that. And the planets move in through the, um, the constellation signs on the ecliptic. Um, but, but the fact that none of the stars are getting bigger, they're not expanding or anything. They're staying in the exact same shape, perfect distances away from each other while we're supposed to be going 4.4 billion miles a year. It just, 
none of it really adds up. And I think that if a lot of people, it's just a matter of looking into both models and a lot of people like from when Obama and Hillary Clinton were um, up on the podium and making fun of flat earthers, that's a lot of people's immediate reaction to flat earth is kind of just disgust. Like you're so stupid. Um, and I would just challenge people to try to move through that and try to understand our model completely. Um, because if you look into the heliocentric model indefinitely and you realize that gravity is a theory based on a theory and all of these things are essentially theories the entire copernican model is a theory because he was an, a, a theoretical astronomer that you'll realize that we we might have a little more base than people realize a little bit more of a foundation i feel like people just think that we're completely insane but um yeah, I, I just I just hope that people will listen to this episode, which I think is awesome. The episode, the the information in here as far as um, the Mickelson Morley experiment will be awesome for people to look into. Um, I think if people realize that Einstein read from note cards every single time that he spoke, he never spoke a single word from his mouth like we're all doing here tonight. Um, he wore the exact same suit. He was just a complete puppet on, on the world stage, in my opinion. Um, just another Freemason perpetuating this lie. But and and you can track this back to Pythagoras, which was um, theorized to be the very first Freemason ever. And he also came up with um, the the um, the model of us going around the sun. So if people look into that, the distances have changed over the la over thousands of years, uh, hundreds of years, the the distance of the sun has changed multiple times from 3 million to 50 million to 93 million now at our accepted model. Um, I, and I just wish that more people would know about like Samuel Robotham, um, his experiment, his experiments and things like that. And I feel like people think that we've believed in the heliocentric model for like ever, but this was refuted by, from, from the entire world, from Pythagoras and Copernicus, everyone that was putting out these theories, um, the, there's newspaper articles showing people that were being jailed for teaching that the earth was a ball and things like that. So I, I just think it, it's a matter of people finding the information and, um, genuinely, I think if you look into it, I think you'll find some pretty interesting stuff. No, 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 absolutely. Like there's, there really is a lot of, you know, different interesting tie-ins and stuff like that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that history is full of nonsense anyway. So why, you know, why wouldn't science, we've seen science be paid for over the past couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, there is, there's, there totally is a lot of money funneled into a company that can't seem to get their latest rocket off the ground very well. Like, <laughs> yeah. least we've been talking about that recently just because they keep canceling it like every time they get ready to launch it. Oh, yeah, the Artemis mission. That's, yeah, a, that's the Artemis a, mission. That's I bet it like, blows up. I, keep, I, 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 like I guarantee point it that blows out. No, I mean, I, I hope it doesn't. I don't want to. Have you, have you seen the price of gas lately, man? Of course okay. they're not going to fucking launch yet. <laughs> well, it doesn't run on gas. It runs on hydrogen. <laughs> but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> It's just, yeah, I, I do like to point that out, you know, because like it's, it's, I had, had, especially after like having uh, Bart Sabrell on here when we had him on here with Unchained that one night, because like I, I'm a, I'm definitely in the, uh, you know, all that was a big fake hoo ha, you know, whatever it was. And I'm, I really do believe that there is an underworld. I know Bandit will kind of agree with me here because me and him talk about this a lot. Like there's definitely something 
I, I know it's not, I know, I know for a, man, I know it, that it's not, it is not what we grew up, like being, what kids being grow up being it. told what earth is. Mm-hmm. I know it's not that. Let's it's go. something totally different, yeah. but it is not that, man. I, I, I will straight up admit that. You're a globe okay? denier. Let's go. No, I don't, I don't know because, (laughs) but seriously, you know, one of those things that would like that I heard recently that, you know, really puts me on like the fence about things, you know, is have you ever heard of the basketball and rope theory? If you stretch, if you stretch a rope, around a normal-sized basketball, if you stretch a rope around a normal-sized basketball, tight, all the way around, at what length will you have to lengthen the rope to get an even one-foot space between the rope and the basketball? 6.28 feet, okay? If you stretch a rope around the planet, tight, at what length will you have to lengthen the rope to get a one foot even space between the rope and earth, 6.28 feet. That would be a great way to make me not a flat earther anymore. If anybody could circumnavigate. No, 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 seriously, seriously. That is, that is, that is the length that you have to lengthen the rope for both the basketball and the planet earth. And and the thing is, it's the, the, the part of the earth that's different is the center. Well, like the center, what we consider I know equator is where most of the, the the internal mass is structured, and where most of the gravitational expression is made. Like I come from a place where the gravitational level is one of the highest on the planet. And see, this is what reasons. makes this group. This is what makes this group so awesome right now. Is because I, it, it's just we have the the the, the technical side, and then <laughs> there there are other there there are the other side to this it's there are things out there that are hard to explain yeah you know what i mean how do you explain the unexplainable you know i don't think that's why i don't think it's either none of us none of us none of us none of us that believe in globe theory have flown around the planet or sailed around the planet okay those of us that believe in flat earth have never seen the edge okay it's one of those things you have to go on faith. There's no edge. See, Luis, you got it right there, man. It's like you At you go day, based on the strongest evidence that you have for 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 what you have faith in. You know your perception of truth, as I was saying. Your exactly, and we won't we won't belittle anybody that believes opposite of what we believe in. We're not here to do that. It's like. No. We've had an awesome conversation tonight. We have it. See, that's what that's what that's what I I really soured me was previous experience with somebody trying to explain flat Earth to us. Okay, we had a really sour experience with that. Here, there's been no name calling, no yelling at each other. It has been a awesome civil conversation about opposing viewpoints. You know, got to find the right people. I'm, I'm having a moment, okay? 
I have a, I have a question. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in a moment. Actually, I do right? want to give Caitlin a chance because, you know, she hasn't spoke up too, too much this evening, and I know she had some interesting theories that she had told me uh, over the yeah. phone this, this evening before we even I got mean, here. I um, mean, basically, like, what Bandit just said, like, neither, we don't know, you know? Like, we have no idea. Not really. We can theorize all you want, but to me, what makes the most sense would be dimension, dimensions, you know, dimensions on top of dimensions. That's what makes the most sense to me. Like, this cup right here, okay? And I think vibrations play a big part in this. Um, What has the same frequencies and has the same vibrations can be seen in the same perspective as you can be seen in. Um, but I, that's why I believe that we live in a dimension on top of a dimension on top of a dimension because of the unexplainable things of, you know, the paranormal encounters that I've had, um, aliens, you know, shit that you can't explain. That is the only thing that you, that is explainable to me is that we live on different dimensions on top of each other. And that's actually a, a lot of, in the spiritual side, there is a lot to that as well. But that's a whole different topic <laughs> in yeah, relation to reality sure. and, and how we perceive reality. So I have a question for you guys. Yes, sir. So, so most of the truther community, I would say 99.9% .9 of the truther community does not believe the government. They think the pharmaceutical industry is completely corrupt. The education system is completely corrupt. Yeah. The financial institutions are oh, completely yeah. corrupt. Money is printed out of thin air. They do not believe the United Nations or any of the stuff they talk about. They do not trust the FDA, the CDC, the FBI, Magic. the DEA, all the three-letter agencies. Hollywood is a sham. Mm -hmm. Predictive programming. We can all agree on that. So let me mm -hmm. ask you my question. Why the fuck do we believe NASA? Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's the thing. I don't believe NASA. But at the same time, but there's data we can test here on Earth. I actually was sharing a video of like the way we learned about the science of how we measure and realized uh, on on a scientific level that the Earth was a, a spheroid. Um, but if if Jim can play it, like, it's up to him. But that 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 video i love how confident you are Luis. Luis, you're in, you're very intelligent i it, want you to disprove of spherical light. trigonometry disprove spherical trigonometry show me that water does not find its level show me that the horizon does not continue to mm -hmm. elevate as we increase well, our elevation and disprove flight paths on the azimuthal equidistant map so which is water, the united nations map yep Again, yeah. the, it's in relation to scale. <laughs> That's the whole perspective that you're misinterpreting completely in relationship to water. If you put water in, it, again, we can't do the experiment in any scale. And we have to get to a certain size in order to do that. So if you admit it's pseudo aren't on the separate. No, no, it's if not it, pseudo If you can't create it at scale, it's then theoretical. It's, it's theoretical. It's theoretical physics. No, no, yeah, it's, it it's, it's absolutely observable. It's no, water not. curving in nature. Water not observe. finding its level in nature is observable. What? 
water curves around the earth because of the scale. No, that doesn't make sense. Explain that. Because of scale, water can curve. That doesn't make sense. So the thing is, the, the, the limited perception of a human in relationship to a line is limited. So when you're perceiving a line, a person cannot perceive a fractional difference of six inches over several miles. You just cannot do that. It's, it's, there's no, the human mind cannot do that type of expression. Like, okay, that, ex- that means that, but we have ways to measure it. And the, the, what I, what I was mentioning before the Greek, the t- tests that were done in relationship to the distance to time showcasing the light as it falls on the earth expresses Eratosthenes the experiment of the earth. Doesn't prove either model. It can, it it can also, it can also suggest the local sun as well. So but the local sun makes no anything. sense. And also if Eratosthenes guy was like 500 miles away and there was no phones, how did they figure that they're taking the calculations at the same time? Because we still know how to measure time. Yeah, I don't think you're getting the question. How did they figure that they took the calculations at the exact same time if they because were hundreds we, of miles away? Because we're still measuring time based on our, our understanding of time. Time is based we on where you're measure. at. That's how time zones work. So their times would have been different if they yes, were 500 miles away. Account the difference in time. Hundreds of miles in the ocean. But when we talk about simply 100 miles in the ocean, there should be 6,600 feet of drop. And atmospheric refraction is not an acceptable explanation as to why. No, no, no. You you said over 100 miles. There's not like, like, again, 100 miles. No, there's over a mile of curvature over 100 miles. Eight inches per mile squared. Eight inches per mile squared at 100 miles is 6,600 feet of drop. 6,666, exactly. Oh, that's a nice Illuminati, Freemason, satanic, weird number that seems to tie into every other number they use for the globe model. Yep. Uh, point Per square mile, it's 0.666 feet, and we're on a tilt of an axis of 66 degrees on a 90-degree axis. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. It's 600 you know, feet. There's a, there's a, I have an interesting... It's not 6,000 miles. It's 600 feet. You can't what, perceive... What? No, 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 no. Over 100 miles. You using? Over 100 miles. miles. Over a hundred miles, it's not that much. Yeah, no, first of all, six, you can't you, perceive your calculations miles. are completely off. Then you, you need to look you at can, your model. Look you at the can find a calculator. Pull up the Pythagorean theorem for this guy right now. Pull it up, and you you show him his model. That's the model. Eight I inches mean, per I, mile I posted, squared would be six thousand six hundred and sixty-six feet. In that video, all the math is there. You but. did your own math, so you're talking about it's, your own model. You don't use the science <laughs> that the science and the math. No, from I'm all using the science. You've created your own model. It's there. What are you talking about? No, what math are you talking about? I'm genuinely. What math are you using? There's mathematicians and scientists on your guys' side that you say figured out the circumference is 24,000, the radius is 3,000. What math are you what math are you talking about? You created your own math equations for curvature now? What I'm trying to express is the human being cannot simply measure distances at long at if it were curving scales. We it's but we it's measurable. Can't. That's what spherical trigonometry is. The measurement the measurement the measurements prove that there is curvature. I, I don't know where you guys are getting that it like that doesn't. I don't. I don't know. Like I, we can go over the math actually, but we're not going to go over the math. But we. If have you to dive look, into like, dive into linear oh, perspective, linear. Well, it's something <laughs> that we, we defi- but we defined everything in our I lives. Everything it. that we experience is based off this math. The reason why we can get from point A to point B is because of this math. We, we, using, we get planes well, yeah. in the sky because of math. 
Well, and they and all they all navigate use using an azimuthal equidistant <laughs> map to navigate, yeah, which, is, which is map. coincidentally the UN map on on their wall at their headquarters. It's their flag, you know. And people say, well, how did how did uh, they get from Japan to Hawaii to bomb Hawaii? Because they they'd have to exactly because it's way closer on the azimuthal equidistant map. Well, if if it's possible <laughs> to play, I would love to showcase that, Jim, if you this, could. This uh, this how showcase the math. Math's the language. Show me without without yeah, using a computer program or talk over without using a computer program or a math equation. Show me that the Earth is a ball. You can't. And and when you're saying what we perceive is that the Earth is curving, that's the furthest thing that I've ever think heard from reality ever when we go up 130,000 feet in the sky the horizon is completely horizontal it's been filmed by independent flat earthers multiple times and they keep moving the, when you used to google you could google how high do you have to go to see the curvature of the earth and they used to say 30 30,000 40,000 feet from a plane and they keep go moving the goalposts because us flat earthers keep sending stuff into the sky we're not seeing curvature to the earth i i want the whole audience to know that there look at the there's red no bull perceivable jump. curvature to the earth at all look at look at the red bull jump i put yep. it in the chat i know i blasted the chat with a lot of stuff but i did include the photo called nasa fake horizon it's up there at 6 53 p.m and there's also a link above which is the red bull jump with the fisheye lens versus the uncorrected when he first opened the door before he was about to jump out at 120,000 feet it is flat as a pancake it is the horizon because it is horizontal and they always use the fisheye lens always And I, 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 you know, I definitely, I, I've seen these videos, of course, before, and I've, I am going to share like every bit of information that I've gotten from both sides with this episode because I, I think it's only fair to look at everyone's perspective, like everything. Like I've even got some spicy clips that I'm going to share with this one that leads into like my weird realm of thinking too, because like these are. The interesting thing is, is that I've been on both sides of this argument at throughout my life. Like I, there's been times where I've been over there where Luis is. There's been times where I've been over here where Caleb and Unchained are. There's even times that I was like bandit and super excited about this kind of thing, you know, like just with all these great questions I think that he's had tonight. And like, and... <clears throat> It, it's what's led to me into my little weird perspective of of like this weird thing that I have with that I had mentioned earlier tonight and stuff. So like I, I do I do want to reiterate though, you know, like as far as the the, the perception thing. I, everybody's used that word tonight and that I think is a beautiful point to make because like I I can't change someone's perspective perception like you know I'm, I'm not out here trying to change someone's perception i'm i'm just out here trying to share really cool information and all these neat coincidences and these other rabbit holes on both sides that you can go down are are good ways to gather some of this information because it's it's interesting to start tying in these other things i think i think unchained made a great point earlier i'm somebody who denies everything that any of those government agencies put out because like there's there's just too much nonsense in there in the thicket of their stuff even some of their disclosure stuff like 
some of that stuff I'll even say is just, you know, planet type stuff. Like there's there's so much fog in th in the thick of all of this, in the reality of all of this. And like I have I have found where both sides have got a very persuasive perception to show show their evidence and like <clears throat> that's why i like to think that we really don't truly know but things that i think that i do know that i think are do are do solid information and i think all of us can agree on for sure is that there is definitely something underneath us like inside this whatever it is you know what i'm saying like there's there's a center there's a center of it there's caves that go into this underground world and stuff like that and i think that there's there's definitely more to it than we are perceived to be because they do want to seem to keep our attention in the air and i think that there's a lot more going on in within the sea and within underneath the ground that that's their fixation with putting things in the air like that, that everybody's always looking up or currently looking at their phone and the only thing you might see is maybe Spider-Man hanging around, but like I said, it's not. <laughs> like it's it's there's there's more attention to the underground business. because missing Sorry. children and shit like this is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's where a lot of stuff like that happens. Human trafficking. There really is tunnels all over this country, all over the world, and stuff like that. There's even people even make tunnels to like get to this country. Like that's a real thing. Like over in Texas right. and shit like that. Like so, you can't tell me that people that are more enlightened you know you keep mentioning like illuminati type things and such like that which very true like there's people that are enlightened on the things and they have that information because they're in that big club that you keep mentioning and i think they're doing a good job at finding ways to divide people and making them argue over things to keep them occupied you know what i'm saying like i'm not trying to stutter or anything i'm just trying to find my words but like they i don't know i don't i i, I know we all have a common a common threat and i think we can all agree we have that common threat sure. which is people in control kind of destroying sure. this planet and destroying our way of life or the way we would like to live and i think that's something we all surely need to overcome and i think maybe we could all find ways to work on finding out some more truth about this existence once we figure out how to get these psychopaths out from trying to blow each other up currently i mean yeah. we've got we've got cold war 2.0 going on and like regardless of anything if somebody decides to get froggy if, whether or not we're in a we're in an enclosed dome or on a planet spinning or in a turtle floating through the ocean like we need to make sure that they don't do that that's for sure you yeah know what I'm saying? they don't need to destroy that because we totally need to live on i i've i think that i think i'm taking a big part in building the next generation of humans by raising my kids against the system like against the norm and stuff like that and that's at this point in my life it, it's i think that's the best thing i have to offer is showing the next generation how to be better than the past generation you know i, think, I don't know i think that's important and that's a big part of this show and stuff like that and I, I i appreciate everybody here tonight and everybody keeping it so civil and 
you know, I think I think I think each of you like need to look at some of the links that are shared tonight retrospectively. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just why not? It doesn't hurt to always take in more information, even I will. You know, there's things here tonight that were mentioned that I've heard before and there's things here tonight that I haven't heard before that I'm gonna dig into more myself because I think it's just great to learn information from people scattered all over the country. Like it's 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 amazing to have a place to come and talk about this stuff free of judgment, free of free of worry like this i don't know this, this was a beautiful thing tonight i believe so i appreciate you guys big time i appreciate everybody out right. there entertaining the show and listening and keeping us going you guys thanks know for having me can, on uh, you know caleb where can we find you aside from tiktok is there any other places that we can we can plug you at i'm going to make sure we share those links to give back yeah. to you with this episode yeah, I actually have my own podcast that I just started um, like six weeks ago or so. It's nice. www.unearthing5drreality.com. So you okay. can find me there. Um, you can also find my link tree in my um, bio of my TikTok, which has my Telegram, my Instagram. I have a bunch of, di- I have a YouTube channel. I'm all over just because I'm so censored. So um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that's not a lot. This is like what your like fifth TikTok account or something. I have four. I have four now. This will, my four main now. one that I use now is my third, and then I have a backup as a fourth now. So yeah, we'll keep making them. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep making them. The more you're censored, the more your voice needs to be heard. That that was a big All thing right. behind, you know, creating this and creating this uh show and stuff like that. Like I'm. We didn't yeah, go I'm over on- the lunar wave. That's a fascinating show. That's a fascinating one. I just did a podcast with um, Crow, the guy that filmed the first lunar wave ever. I just did a two-hour podcast, and um, for about 30 minutes of the first hour, we talked about it. He he explains it. He talks about it. It's crazy. It's a oh, trip. Stuff. No, that, that's great stuff. Like, I've never heard of that. You guys make sure you get over there and check that watch out. Watch that video. Go watch that video then, Caitlin. You'll love it. I show the lunar wave and it's been filmed over 30 times all across the world of like yeah. this this hologram wave like panning the moon. It's super different crazy. people oh. from different telescopes. It's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. It's really weird. Our ancestors talked about it. Maybe like the moon was coming through some type of like silver gate, like a portal is what I want to say. But I that's all just conjecture. That's what I've read from Rudolf Steiner. There's mm-hmm. there's uh, there's writings of of before the moon, so that that yeah. itself is a whole that's a trip. Of, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So potentially uh, there was no actually, moon, but we recorded yeah. not moving. What? That's there's a whole... some evidence that like Saturn was in its place before, like mm-hmm. the planets were not in the same position that they are in now. That's there's like, evidence the moon there, wasn't there. there before and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it did appear like he was talking to like that's yeah i don't know there's there's a lot there's of also a, things with the moon i i love unchain's video that he always shares with me about it being a plasma and so like there's some there's some interesting things about the moon too if like, it's cheese what cheese would it be though <laughs> mozzarella <laughs> we can still find you over on your tiktok and your book on amazon right bud yeah, the Unchained Life Manual is actually doing real well this year. Let me see if I can get it over there. It's on Amazon, the Unchained Life Manual. 
16 biohacks to awaken body, mind, and spirit. So it's a lot of holistic wellness biohacks to help you hack the matrix and get rid of all the microplastics and heavy metals to detox the body. Really good biohacks you can do at home without needing to go to a gym. Uh, red light therapy, sound therapy, meditation, inversion, fulvic minerals, distilled water, a lot of really fun, easy stuff to detox. And then the TikTok is unchained.brain. And the podcast, which has been on the shelf for a while, uh, is the Unchained Brain podcast on Spotify and Apple and all the other platforms. Uh, and I think you've, you've, mo you've motivated me to uh, do more. Like you, you really have. I like this format. Um, and I think I'm going to start doing more of this, Jim. So thanks for the motivation. Hey, man. And I, I appreciate being here tonight with all you guys. It was fun. And I wanted yeah. to conjecture. We also have an episode on my podcast with um, uh, Unchained Brain on there. We've already had him as a guest on. So, And I got to thank you for that, Caleb, because as soon as I was on your show, like 150 books sold in two or three days. We'll nice. keep selling them. Oh, we'll keep selling them. Nice. I appreciate it. I got to do another, nice. uh, another um, TikTok on it. Seriously. No, that's, can you that's, put Caleb? Can you put your um, website like in the chat so we can get to it? Yeah, let me. And and you know we'll. You guys know that I'm always going to get the links back to them, and there's yeah. there's links to get back to everybody else here with the Unconstitutional Awakening family at unconstitutionalawakening.com. You got you got the Kentucky Bandit out there doing his thing, and Luis doing his thing on his website, and. <laughs> Caitlin's over there. You got her TikTok going. She's always putting some good information out on there. And of course, you guys can always find them at our website and stuff and here on the show. And as well as me, you can find me anywhere. You can find Jim Bob Oval Shorts or you can find us at Captain Conspiracy and the Freedom Pirates on Facebook. That's where we're all hanging out, having a good old time. So, uh, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I do again. I really appreciate everybody here tonight. Unchained, you know, you're welcome back here anytime you want to come back. I'll join any time with you guys. I love this format. I love I love having you over here, man. You've always got some great perspective, and the same goes to you, Caleb, man. Anytime you want to come over here, man. Like we we're always out to talk about anything wild and underneath the sun. Like I don't I I'm all over the place. Like it's not just a one hit wonder over here. We one day will be something like this. The next day will be when dingoes or well yeah you're in australia i mean you're you're broadcasting up upside down from australia on the globe so i mean you know hey i'm just hanging around here because it's the, it's the holiday special you guys i'm big into spooky month and the costumes will continue so i hope you guys look forward to seeing that for the rest of this month and before i sign out you guys always know i gotta have something good for you guys at the end of the night so uh what's a pirate's favorite type of music Rum and bass. You guys have a great night. Thank you. <laughs>